0: you are listening to enterprise carissa On oh is the owner of pen wings and a best-selling author with one of her books midnight monologues hitting the number one best-selling book in the country in the 2017 2020 in the fiction category among titles from mitch album georgia Moyes, and lang leaf i don't know if i pronounced it correctly we're here to discuss the company her books and poetry so uh carissa it's a it's a pleasure speaking to you
1: hello yes thank you for the invite I'm excited. And
0: also, I was, I was very uh, uh, impressed. I was like, what? How come I didn't know about this best-selling author? So I'm really happy to be speaking to you.
1: Awesome, likewise.
0: You know, I was reading your story and it was rejection that led you starting your own publishing company. So take me back to 2014.
1: 2016, actually. 2016, uh, 2016. When I was, when I was uh, 24 years old, I finished my college. I didn't have anything else better to do. Uh, like every other teen that has no direction in life, um, and also re- went through a breakup, <laughs> I had all that time and emotions. So I started pouring my work um, and my emotions into poetry. I didn't really have in mind what I wanted to do with them. Uh, I was just doing it out of like like a coping mechanism. But after a while, I had some support from the Instagram community, and they encouraged me to publish a book. They said they would would actually buy it. So I was very, very surprised. I'm still surprised today. And I started to send my manuscript to different publishers in Malaysia. And of course, uh, it's very disheartening uh, (laughs) because naturally, obviously, um, publishers themselves, they have a specific target segment that they are familiar and comfortable marketing to. And most of the publishers in Malaysia are usually educational book publishers who only deal with activity books, SPM, and all that. So looking at fiction and um, all this kind of retail books, they call it, uh, they're not comfortable and they don't know, they have no idea how to market to the younger generation per se. So... Um, Yeah, so what they do is they just rejected me, some didn't reply, and some replied with words of discouragement, or uh, basically if that's a word. Uh, So they said, like, Malaysians don't read, they only read less than a book in a year, and, like, don't put up your hopes up too high. Uh, You're from a, a design background, like, why are you writing? You don't even have an English or journalism degree, so what are you doing? <laughs> but the thing is, I did some market research and competitive research already, right? And I saw Lang Lea's books were doing well in Malaysia. And she has a, quite a huge fan base. So if I could just have a little bit of that market share, why not? So uh, I could write okay. I feel like I do compare my work to hers and it can fight. <laughs> so that's how I went in. Just, I just dove into it without really thinking much uh, and just started my own company because, again, there's more to it than just getting rejected. I, I think it's more of like admin stuff as well cause, and control and profit margins. So that's the reason why I created my own company. Right. So it's, it's so
0: interesting, right, that you say that, uh, you, you, that you're, you're doing these books and that there won't be any acceptance here. But then we have Western authors that are featured here. So that sort of begs the question. But also, I I think what was more interesting for me that there was a market for poetry in this country.
1: Yeah, um, I think what makes it so popular is because Malaysians in general are very in tune with Western culture. So when Instagram was really big, I know TikTok is bigger now, poetry, like instant poetry or modern poetry kind of took storm because of all these famous Rupiko and Langleaf. It's, it's kind of like a trend. Um, and it's here to stay because it's quotes and it's something that people can kind of digest easily. And like for Malaysian's sake, they are very into trends all the time. So <laughs> no matter what it is, Boba and like all that, like mechanical keyboards and all. So uh, it's here to stay. It's very niche. Uh, there's always a market. Um, it's something that, I guess... Because Malaysia is, in general, becoming a reading nation soon. Um, the number of people reading are increasing, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, that's actually my main goal anyway, because my target segment for myself and my company is for people who hate reading, <laughs> like myself. Okay. <laughs> Last time in the past. <laughs>
0: okay. So, so Midnight Moral Logs is a result of a heart, broken heart, huh?
1: Yes, it is, uh, and a lot of free time... And also kind of like a little mission of mine to just have something that I'm proud of uh, when I was that age.
0: So I understand you've written five titles. Your second book, Daylight Dialogues, has also reached the bestsellers list nationwide since it got published in 2018. Uh, Midnight Monologues uh, is also the finest of both poetry and best cover design categories in the International Book Awards 2017. So congratulations. Your books are also sold in Singapore and the Philippines, right? Why these two markets and Philippines?
1: Oh, um... Singapore, because the thing is, MPH distributors, a distributor that I use, they can just kind of just drive a lorry down to Singapore and just refill the MPH bookstores there. So it's no biggie. Um, for Philippines itself, the poetry scene there is huge. Um, so I do attend writers' festivals there online and in physical person uh, quite often. And for some reason, it's just a really huge market. Even uh, my authors, that uh, one of the authors I published, uh, Timothy Joshua, he has a very big following there. So he also suggested that I open or like distribute my books there. It was really hard as well. Like I had 400 emails to to email. I emailed all of them in one day out of frustration because it was just so difficult to get contacts. And only one of them replied me and that one publisher actually helped distribute my books uh, in the major bookstores in the Philippines. So, uh, yeah, I still haven't broke through Indonesia yet, and like other sea countries, um, but soon, hopefully, with the assistance of our government, we could, we could, we could do something about that. Like, uh, that is my pain point right now.
0: Yeah, and, maybe because, and maybe because, maybe because it's like the Filipinos read English, right? Because the other markets in the region yes, are not, is. right? English yeah, readers yeah. conventionally. Right. Yeah. So uh and it it might does it would it work as well translated?
1: Uh yeah, the thing is again with again with poetry it's very, very tricky, right? The context right. and everything and the homonyms yeah. might not get translated properly. So mm. uh but I'm still looking into translation of our poetry into at least Malay right. of us because that's where we're from. Uh,
0: right, and, okay, true.
1: Yeah.
0: So what was it like to start a publishing company, man? I mean I'm sure it wasn't easy.
1: Totally not, um, because my family has no background whatsoever in publishing, myself included. I'm from a design background, so uh, what we did, like everybody else, when you want to start something, is uh, we Googled, Googled how to how to start a publishing company, and then, yeah, so from there, what we did, or what I did, I just went to SSM, just registered the name. Uh, the name is like uh, from a final year project in my college, actually for a personal branding project. So I just kind of just took that name, ran, ran with it and started talking to uh, the distributors and figuring it out along the way and uh, making a lot of mistakes. So because again, retail publishing is very different from um, educational book publishing. So everything I have to create from scratch processes will not apply. Uh, will not be the same. The only one that's like kind of similar is just applying for ISBN. But uh, other than that, like how to market a book, how to do all this kind of PR, influencer marketing and all this kind of thing. Educational books don't need to do that at all. Uh, but yeah, for this, it's like a fashion piece that you need to market. So it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah.
0: I'm just thinking, how do you do influencer marketing with books, right? With with poetry, right? With your books. I mean, other than yourself doing it, right? How how do you how do you get someone on board to to do that?
1: So I throughout my whole five years of being in business, I hired contracts, so contract workers like uh for SEO, for marketing, for PR, uh even uh in a PR agency also once. So for now, like the the consistent employees. Counts in my company is just three, me, my intern, and my mom. So my mom handles all the logistics, I handle the products and marketing, and my intern handles all the operations. So we just plan like, okay, which kind of influencers will kind of because there's a bookstagram, uh, community. Yeah, a bookstagram community and a TikTok book a uh, tick book talk, I think they call it book talk on TikTok. A community. Cry. So okay. it's very strong, it's getting bigger and kids are being more confident in publishing they're like 20 19 years old wow publishing already even though their work is like can be improved but at least they have that confidence and they went through the ent- entire publishing process so that's very good to know uh it's very ha- I'm very happy also that's why i came up with my latest book the practice book uh which is to kind of help people publish and polish up their manuscripts and get basically the foundations of how to publish a book so wow that's my overall goal anyway yeah
0: Right. Well, it's not so easy, uh, But it's not those days where we just publish a book. Now there's, you've got to market your books in so all sorts of interesting ways. Okay, we'll we'll continue our conversation in just a moment. I'm here with uh, Carissa Al oh from Penwings. Stay tuned to Enterprise BFM eighty nine point nine. Be free, Malaysians. BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. Uh, you're listening to Her Vantage. This is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. I'm here with Carissa Ong, owner of Pen Wings. Uh, she's also written a couple of books. Uh, one of her books, Midnight Monologues, hit the number one best-selling book in the country in 2017 to 2020. And, of course, this journey started because, you know, uh, local publishers won't do it, so you started your own. And, you know, what What a wonderful success story, right? Um, okay, so you've got your books being sold uh, offline, and also online, right? Is there a big demand for e-books in your case or where do you see uh, the purchases? Physical or e-book?
1: Yeah, so for my case, uh, most of the purchases are 70% physical and 30% uh? uh, e-books because I made it in a way that Uh, My books are beautiful and they are a collectible and people will want to bring it around and feel sophisticated and cultured when when they bring books uh, along with them. So that's my goal. Um, And I think there's just nothing better than to just kind of read a physical book anyway. So uh, there is still a market like Lomo Cameras and and all that. So um, yeah, there, there is still a market. Although people say like, oh, okay, publishing books are like a sunset industry and stuff like that. But I think it's more of just trying and knowing how to sell ice to an Eskimo. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of tactics and like, not really say tactics, but as long as you are sharing ideas that people find valuable, uh, word of mouth will get your product sold, no matter what it is, even if it's a book or anything else. Yeah.
0: Right. And it's so interesting, right? Um, how you know it's all it's all it's, it's about it's about packaging as well I mean, of course your it's going to be a great book but also at the same time it's about packaging in every sense, a sense of the word right now you have since so close to 30,000 poetry books just according to your linkedin if there's more yeah. correct me uh since the founding of the company in March 2016 like the so you you feel that there is a growing demand for poetry books
1: yes yes especially if like the country is going to become a a red a well-read nation uh, right. and also the thing is about my books, also as well, is that we want to keep the language simple, so people from other countries that have English as the second language can relate and understand as well. So that's how we kind of want to make it as you know as widely distributed as possible.
0: Right. Who are the other authors under your your wing and wings, uh, and how do you decide on which authors to work with?
1: Okay. So currently, there's about. Five authors, so six including myself. So one is Zek Shah, he's from Johor. He, uh, he's going to publish his second book next year in February. Uh, he has already published one with me. Uh, one author from Singapore. And I have three upcoming authors that uh, followed me to the meeting with uh, Saifuddin yesterday. Uh, there are Justin Liu, Jermaine Tai, and also um, uh, Tasha Lim. So these three, uh, these five are the, they are working really hard on the manuscripts right now, and I'm rushing them as well to to finish up. So what? Yeah, so out of these five are uh, actually approved. It's like I get manuscripts almost every day, so it's about one thousand over I've rejected together with uh my interns. And what I look for the most in uh, manuscripts is that I want to see work that changes your perspective. I don't want to see work that is like oh, the sky is blue, the floor is, has grass kind of work. I want to see work that has depth, uh, but also have complicated concepts to explain in a very simple way. So when I see this type of work, and this work has the capacity of, to make me grow and to, to make me really think about even matters, in, in, not, not just in love, but in, self, in the self, in family and relationships, those are the type of work that I would approve. And obviously, the, the foundational stuff, like, oh, your grammar and spelling has to be there. Right. <laughs> yeah. If
0: not, there's always spell check, right? Grammar check, right? Yeah, exactly. You
1: should, you should at yeah. least go
0: through that for yourself first, right? Not, and yeah, not-
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so, okay. So, these are the people you will... And they're, they're mostly young authors.
1: Yes. Um, all of them are below 30.
0: Ah, Not, not by design, but by default or oh, by yeah,
1: design. But the thing is I would love to to publish others from all ages as well. I'm uh, not just like you know siloing to a certain age um, but the thing is again every time I approve a manuscript I see its relevance to my target segment to see if it is relevant. So if there is uh people from other ages age groups that can relate their work to the target segment that I'm doing then why not?
0: Right. Yeah. Okay you also have a day job as a head of product design uh how do you manage both
1: Okay so um i should send this to my boss after this so to Yes you i know i heart. know you too. <laughs> but he's been really really nice uh but i obviously have to dedicate my 9am to 6pm every monday to friday for work purposes only uh if i want to do extra things it's during lunch time so it's only those areas, and um, I because I volunteer as well uh, together with um, yeah pen wings so I do my design thinking workshops and whatnot at the site and do talks as well so all these things have to happen on a weekend and after work hours, or if not I have to take like annual paid leave to do these things um yeah but i I make sure that every single task is and all my my teammates are, are like a well well oiled machine and the output is optimal and perfect and great. Not perfect, but good, like above average.
0: Yeah. what So what's this design thinking workshop you're doing?
1: Okay, so um, right now, I'm with a volunteering... Because right now, every single company, they will come to me and say, oh, okay, do a design thinking workshop for my company. It can be for my HR department or like for any department. So I do that on the side um, on the weekends. But for now, I'm really dedicating my time to Impian Canchana. It's a a non-profit program which we started this year as well in March. Uh, It's to help educate the B40 students in a 10-week design thinking program so that uh, they could kind of expand their thinking on how to solve problems. So they have a pitch, they have a wireframing, they have prototyping. So it's kind of like a digital uh, workshop that will help them and hopefully change their thinking from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And Probably hopefully, our hypothesis is that it could break the glass ceiling uh, that they put upon themselves, and they can dream bigger dreams so uh, that's something that we're doing on the weekends, uh, so I'm conducting those workshops every three hours on Sunday uh, for ten weeks. right,
0: so how did you how do you find the pandemic affecting the publishing industry
1: um, it is actually. Yeah, it definitely did affect the, the orders for sure because people can't go to the bookstores. So it really forced even my business as well to go digital and uh, even MPH, a popular national bookstore and all these other shops. Uh, but book orders have been uh, increasing online for sure. Um, it's just that people need to learn how to order from online rather than going to the store. Um, but... Yeah, it has affected us, but it's getting better now, now that the shops are getting uh, opening.
0: Again, right. So, and what's next for Carissa? She's got oh. so many things in the late, but what's next for her? New, uh, the, the next book upcoming?
1: Yes, yes. Um, so, I'm working on my fifth book, actually, uh, that hopefully will come out next year or, next, or following year because the thing is, I do want to queue... Uh, some of my upcoming Pen Wings authors to debut themselves next year. Right. So, um, Zach Chow will be publishing his second book. Probably Justin or Jermaine will be publishing their first book under Pen Wings Publishing. Uh, and then I'll kind of work with uh, some people here to get our books overseas because a lot of my market also uh, is from US, Canada and Australia. So, I'm trying to move into that market there. Um, that's for the publishing side. And, uh, hopefully increasing employee count I don't know because there's just so much work to do and uh, for Imagine obviously giving my best <laughs> growing the products the digital products and it's amazing whatever uh, Imagine is doing so many so many things um, you,
0: hear that, you hear that bosses you hear that
1: yeah I get very excited every day also um, just doing that yes and for IMPM Genchana I, yeah, I really hope um, the module gets implemented in public schools nationwide
0: right right mm okay so and i know what you're not even 30 yet right uh
1: i'm 29
0: this year 29 this year so okay so i mean like you know um all the best man and you know with the with the next decade in life and what you're doing uh looks like exciting times ahead Uh, i look forward to seeing uh more books coming out from you and all your other authors uh it's been a pleasure I've been speaking to Carissa Ong, author and owner of Penwings. You've been listening to her Vantage. This is BFM 89.9.
1: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews,
0: go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.